0: hello and welcome to raising the bar i'm johnny blake and i'm lauren farrell as you might notice yana is not with us today as she is on maternity leave after having a lovely baby congratulations yana great news all around so thankfully lauren has decided to step up to the plate and join us thank you lauren for joining us
1: Oh, no pressure. And congratulations, Yana. So yes, thanks for having me. And today we are talking to Paula from the Licensed Trade Charity, Hopefully people are familiar with them, but just in case not, they are the people that do our employee assistance programs. So this podcast on the back of Mental Health Awareness Week is just diving into the support that we can all access through the licensed trade charity, whether it is mental health, money worries, physical health, and a whole load more as we're about to hear.
0: Hello there. Today we're joined by Paula. Uh, from the Licensed Trade Charity. How are you today, Paula?
2: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us. Uh, can you just give us a quick insight? Of, you know, Who are you? Where, what's your name and where do you come from? That one. Okay.
2: Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm Paula Smith. I head up the marketing team at the uh, Licensed Trade Charity. Um, I've been here for around, getting on for 10 years now. And uh, my my main remit is to raise awareness of the licensed trade charity so that more people know we're out there to help them and that they can talk to us anytime.
0: Great. Okay. So have you worked in hospitality before you came to the licensed trade charity or are you new to it? Or oh, Well, 10 years down the line. Well, 10 years down the line, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I've done some bar jobs and, and worked in restaurants and things like that when I was younger. Yeah. But this is this is my first marketing job in, in hospitality. And I have to say, I love it. I don't know how anybody leaves hospitality once they've got into it. They're just the nicest people that you could ever meet and they have the best parties. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. yeah. You're stuck, aren't you? That's it. Once you've brought in... There's no leaving. There's no escape. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Talking about kind of involvement in hospitality and the licensed trade charity, you are just freshly back from an incredible challenge. I'm desperate to hear more about it. Tell us about what you were doing in Sri Lanka. Um, So I... I am freshly back and feeling remarkably
2: well, actually. I thought I was going to be completely broken. Um, I was one of 26 hospitality people who rode 450 kilometres coast to coast in Sri Lanka, raising money and an awareness for the licensed trade charity and only a pavement away. And it was the most incredible experience, I have to say. It was really hard Um before before training for peddling for pubs i hadn't been on a bike in 20 years um so yeah it was a challenge and a half um and like i say it was incredible incredible people incredible country amazing scenery uh, 37 degrees on a couple of days um so it, it really genuinely was a challenge but i could not have done that ride with without without um the support of the people that took part they were the nicest bunch um and from across hospitality, some operators, some suppliers just a real real team effort and we just announced this week that we have raised three hundred and twenty thousand pounds
1: wow. incredible that is an absolutely amazing amount and i 'm hoping that that in your own mind is making it all feel much more worthwhile anyway on top of the amazing experience you had what kind of other big campaigns are the licensed trade charity involved with across the year that people might have heard about or recognize
2: um we've just launched our new awareness campaign a couple of months ago um so ltc because everyone needs a little tlc hopefully everyone's seen the the adverts and the social media posts um the the campaign is much more we hope personable than than campaigns we've run before so it focuses on the people that we help it focuses on the people that we work with and tries to give a face and a voice to the to the sort of things that that we help people with, so um, yeah, the campaign's been really well received, um, and lots of people have got behind it. We've got these little placards that say LTC because everyone needs a little TLC, and we've just been asking everyone to take a photograph
1: of themselves, put it on social. So um, yeah. Amazing. And I think I might have heard that your colleague Carolyn's also got an upcoming cycle challenge too. Is that right? Not Sri Lanka, we should add. <laughs> That's
2: right. Yeah, Car- a couple of our teams. So Carolyn is uh, supporting the ride and Kaylee in the marketing team. So there's a spinoff from Pedaling Four Pubs. There is now a Pedaling Two Pubs UK ride, 240 kilometres around the Yorkshire world. Um, And yeah, Kaylee, Kaylee will be riding, and that's just in a couple of weeks, actually. And they they are on target to raise around fifty thousand pounds. So, yes, yeah, fantastic,
1: and that's fifty riders. And pedaling two pubs sounds way nicer than any kind of alternate cycles I've done in the last 20 years. Paula, to your point, that's really amazing. So I guess we're kind of now getting into the place where we should really ask you a bit more about the Licensed Trade Charity. We've heard about the lovely TLC campaign. Can you tell us a bit more about how the Licensed Trade Charity came to be? Uh, Yep, Uh, we've
2: actually been around for 230 years this year. Um, right, right. We right. were put together by a group of of wealthy people who worked in in um, a, a group of wealthy licensed victuallers, I should say. Not that I don't think we call them that anymore, do we? But um, who wanted to help people who worked in the licensed trade two hundred and thirty years ago? You're you're going back to the time of gin alley. You know they, they couldn't drink the water; everybody drank beer. Um, so they wanted to help. They set up the charity. The following year, 1794, they set up what was then called the Publicans Morning Advertiser as a way of generating an income to fund the, the work that the charity was going to do. And we still own uh, a share of the Morning Advertiser to this day, just a small part of it. Um, so there's still a connection there. In the early 1800s, the, uh, the they opened their first school um, to support children, mostly orphans, if I'm honest, but to support children of people who worked in licensed hospitality. It was in Kennington. It, it took 20 children at the time. And we still have schools to this day. So um, our head office is based on the site of our mainstream school in Ascot Um in the mid-1900s, we changed the model a bit, and whereas the school had been free for every for, for people who worked in in hospitality, um, we made it a fee-paying school in the mid-1900s and gave uh, – still with preference – to people who worked in the licensed trade. So, they, there's scholarships, there's bursaries, there's discounts, but actually anyone from any profession can pay and come to the school. The profits from the school get fed back into into the charity to fund the work that we do. So we're quite an unusual model. Um, our commercial work, our schools and some of the other things that we do cover our overheads. So when we do something like peddling for pubs, peddling to pubs, or if any anybody donates money to us, every penny is able to go to the people that we help because we cover our costs with our commercial work.
1: Incredible I mean I knew about the school but I didn't realize kind of how that model was set up that's really really interesting actually and in terms of you know you mentioned just there that actually the donations people give directly help the people that need it can you tell us a little bit more about how the licensed trade charity helps people in hospitality and the licensed trade and and the support that people can access through you guys? Yeah, yeah, no problem.
2: Um so we have anyone anyone can can come to us for help. So whether you've done three days or thirty years in, in the licensed hospitality, you can um come to us for help. We've got a website and we've got an app. Those are available to everyone. Um, We have a helpline, which is uh, available 24-7, 365 days a year. I'm going to say the number now and plug it. It's 0808 801 0550. Um, When you call the helpline, you can go in three different directions. The first is um, practical guidance from information specialists. So that would be things like benefit support, um housing advice um I, I don't know tips on how to arrange a funeral practical guidance and those are that's from people who are trained to citizens advice level um the second is emotional support and that's given by BACP qualified counsellors. You can speak to someone for in-the-moment support and that person can recommend you for um, up to six free telephone counselling sessions. Um, If you need more than that, if if it's felt that those six sessions are not quite enough and you need to look at something a bit more face-to-face, we can get that set up as well. the third route through our helpline is the management helpline, so anyone in a supervisory position can give them a call and just get tips and advice on on managing people. Maybe you've got a new manager who's got a member of staff who keeps coming in late and they just want to speak to someone about how to have that how to have that conversation how to you get started so that's the website, the app and the helpline we also offer grants um in order to we we have a criteria for grants so people have to have done five years in licensed hospitality it doesn't have to be all for the same company and it doesn't have to be now so people who have left the business would still be entitled um to give us a call it is means tested um but that would be for things like rent deposits. Um, I always give the example that uh, if you have a hole in your roof and, you you know, the rain is coming in and you just can't afford to fix the hole in the roof, you can talk to us about whether we can help with that. What we won't do is replace the whole roof and add £20,000 value to your home. So, you know, our, our aim is to always get people back to a point where they can move forward. Um, We can sometimes help with um, school uniform for children. So we we take a very holistic view. So um, one of our volunteers, if someone makes an application, one of our volunteers would get in touch with them to gather the information that we need for, for means testing and have a conversation with them about what's been going on, um, what we often find is that people will come to us because um, the washing machine's broken and they can't afford to buy a new one. It's just the last straw and they just need some help. When you have a conversation with someone, the reason they can't buy a washing machine may be because they've been poorly and they haven't been able to work for a little while. Um, if they haven't been out to work for a little while, there's a good chance that they're behind with the rent. And there's also a good chance that the children haven't had school uniform this year. So we'll take a holistic view. What does that person need to get them back to a point where they can move forward, especially with their mental well-being? Because financial worries lead to, to you know, emotional worries and and that's we're seeing an awful lot of that at the moment. You know, people are struggling with the high cost of living. So they're coming to us to ask for help, to pay the bills. Um and they're also they need to talk to someone because they've by the time they come to us they've they've got themselves really quite upset. So I would say that's another thing that we're trying to do. We're trying to reach people and get them to speak to us before they get to that point where they are in crisis, because if they can speak to us sooner um, and maybe we can help them see if there's any more benefits that they could be claiming, maybe we could look at a grant earlier on, and if we can look at it at an earlier stage, maybe we can stop them getting to the point where they need emotional support because, you know, we've, we've been able to sort of head it off so we're trying to reach people before crisis point um on our website you'll see that we we break our support down into six areas just to sort of help people navigate so that's mental health health housing money employment and education um we're seeing a big rise at the moment in um, people calling for housing help so um since the restrictions on evictions were that were put in place during covid were recently listed, there's been a big increase in in people calling because they're worried about their um about having secure housing
0: well, goodness me. There's amazing amount of stuff there Paula that you obviously can offer it's it's absolutely incredible I didn't know. Half of that, to be honest, I thought you were a, a, just a line to support people and phone, you know, a phone line to support. But it's absolutely amazing that all of that support is there. Um, there's, I heard also that there's kind of child counselling as well that you offer. Is that something that's you know available to people?
2: Yes, yeah. We 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 introduced um, actually two additional forms of counselling um a couple of years ago because of demand so um when you call the helpline you speak to um a counsellor for that individual support and individual counselling but through that helpline as well we can um offer children's counselling and couples counselling i say couples relationship counselling so um what we found, especially during lockdowns actually, is you've got people who are shoved together who don't normally spend that much time together who were going, "Oh my goodness, I didn't realize I didn't want to spend this much time with my other half or whoever it is I'm living with um but but those are services that are um under so much pressure under the n h s at the moment so um people are waiting an enormous amount of time for children's counseling so uh yes we we partner with relate so we provide that service through relate so you're you're still talking to specialists you're
1: still talking to experts but you can access it it through us And my understanding is you have kind of other partnerships like that, don't you? So am I right in thinking there's a kind of partnership with Shelter for some of those housing bits that you mentioned earlier?
2: Absolutely. So our own team um, can support with the more um, common and the, the more basic housing issues. If it's a more complex housing issue, what we're able to do is pay a shelter advisor to literally hold someone's hand and, and help them through that more complex issue. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we we partner with uh, Relate for the, on the counselling services, Shelter for Housing. Um, we partner with the Firefighters Charity. They have three residential facilities for um, mental health, Uh, for residential mental health counselling, but also for physical therapy. So we can, if someone needs it, we can pay for someone to go along to their residential site um, and and benefit from that as well. So we we know that we can't be experts in everything. So what we do is we partner with organisations that share our values, that share our commitment to providing the people we help with a really good customer service and and can extend the range of support that we offer.
1: And actually, on that note, I also wanted to call out because I, I think one of the really, really brilliant partnerships you also have is with Nudge. Is that correct? Around the financial wellbeing? Financial
2: well-being platform. Yes, absolutely. Could yeah. so,
1: you tell us a little more about that? Yep. Yeah. Nudge
2: works a little bit like um like a financial social media platform. That's what I always say. It's like you you tell it about yourself. You tell it about your um your financial profile if you like, and what your goals are. So maybe you need to manage the bills um, as they're rising at the moment. Maybe you're looking to save for a home. Maybe you're looking. To retire in a couple of years, whatever your financial goals are, you tell the platform and then it delivers nudges, which is why it's called nudge, I suppose. It it sends you content, it sends you bits of information, stories, films, it sends you all sorts of things that you can that you can watch and read that will help you work towards those financial goals. Um, it's really useful. So um normally I think it would be available through some companies make it available. What we do is we pay for the licenses so that it's free for people to use through us. Incredible! And another just... hospitality people to use through us, I should say, yes. not just everyone. Yeah, no, just of use special people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, again, it's just an an incredible benefit, particularly calling back to what you were saying earlier about you know the current cost of living crisis. People are really struggling more than ever, and. I know that we talk a lot internally here at M&B about the licensed trade charity and the confidential helpline. While I've got you on, Paula, I do really want you to help me bust a myth here. I think some people might worry that if they make a call to that helpline or an inquiry through the website or app, that somehow maybe their manager might be informed about it or, you know, that information isn't treated that way. Please help me reassure people that it absolutely is confidential. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I mean it, it absolutely is confidential. I said at the beginning I look after the marketing team. I don't have access to any information. So the people that call the helpline, um, it it is it is I can't I, I'm trying to think of a good way of giving an example of how confidential. We have a, a small charity services and a small internal charity services team. And we, uh, our helpline is provided by a company called Care First, who, who um, do a lot of employment assistance programmes. They won't even pass a person's details to us unless that person is needing to apply for a grant. It has to then come through to our charity services team so that it can be assessed. But the rest of the of the office here doesn't have access to that data. There's a small group of six people that can access that data, and it never goes anywhere else. we We do work closely with you, and what we might say to you is, um in 2022 we had a hundred calls from people who worked for for and b. But but that's as much information as, as you get. And that's as much information as I have access to. So, it yeah, it is completely confidential. And we always say, actually, to the people that, that um, come to us, nobody needs to know you've called us unless you want to tell them.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, you know, it's obvious that there's so much out there. And like I said, I didn't know. The level of support that you can offer us so it's absolutely amazing so if anyone out there is listening to this and feels like they need some support or just wants to talk to someone then please do call what's the number again paula we'll have it again it's
2: 0808 801
1: 0550 Thank you. I would suggest anybody listening adds that number into their phone right now because you never know when you might need it. And you certainly never know when someone in your team might need it. So it's good to have it there at your fingertips as and when. Top tip.
0: Very good. And also, I think you said, Paula, about the app so people can download the app. Is that right?
1: Yeah.
2: um, Download from uh, the App Store or Google Play, just wherever you
1: usually get your apps from. And, And again, completely free
0: amazing so and we'll
1: pop a link into the website into the show notes or something as well just so yeah. that people have got it all there in their pocket ready
0: amazing yeah so obviously paula you offer us a lot um what can you say if there's someone listening to this that wants to give back to your amazing charity what would you advice? would you give or what would you say if someone wanted to get involved and give back
2: well, there there is a number of ways that you, you guys can help us out actually. Um our our biggest objective every year is to raise awareness. We we want to reach more people that could benefit from our help. So anything you can do that, that helps us spread the word, um follow our socials, share our social media posts, um invite us along to talk to your teams, invite us along if you're holding an event. Um, and just anything, anything you can think of, just talk to your colleagues and your friends. We've got little leaflets that, that your uh, head office team have got that we can share with people. So uh, help us raise awareness is the first. We've got a number of volunteer roles. So we have our charity services volunteers who go out and speak to beneficiaries, uh, applicants when, they're, when they um, are applying for grants. Um, we have volunteer ambassadors. Um, we do get invited to a lot of events, which are very kind, thank you very much. Um, but we can't we can't be everywhere. We're not an enormous team, so we can't be everywhere all of the time. So we have some volunteer ambassadors that, that can go along to things and talk to people um, on our behalf. And then we have a team of volunteer befrienders. We do run a befriending service for isolated people. So we have a team of volunteers who make phone calls and just help that person know that they've got, you know, there's a friendly voice, someone they can speak to every week. And then lastly, I would say we we have explained before about how every donation goes directly to the people that we help. We're always grateful don- for donations. Um, we've got a number of places on challenges all around the UK. So some runs and some cycles and things like that. We've got the details on our website. So if somebody was thinking of doing a, a run or something, they, they could do that and fundraise for us. Um and and anything else, um if you're if you're looking for a team fundraiser or a, a team event that you could fundraise for us or or bring us along to, then we would be really grateful.
0: Amazing
1: brilliant thank you so much paula it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast thank you for giving us your time your kind of generosity in terms of your just knowledge and letting us know a bit more about the services that are available really really hope that people out there listening are now kind of filled with renewed confidence and renewed, um, I guess, vigour around contacting the licensed trade charity with that assurance. And to pick out, I think, one of the key messages, it doesn't need to be a crisis. People can, you know, reach out to you at any point. They don't need to wait until they feel like it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, everybody. Take care of yourselves and thanks for listening. That's the best, the